the temptation when discussing the crucifixion is to force one meaning onto it, to make it one-dimensional, to say that it means it is either about penal substitutionary atonement or what ancient theologians called Christus Victor or that the crucifixion was purely a sociopolitical accident. And then we hear the passion gospel. This year, it's Marx. And while Mark as a narrator tends to be a bit frenetic, the narrative slows down dramatically. And the gospel that was previously unconcerned with details takes an almost type A turn. If one is preoccupied with sweeping theological claims and rosy religious sentimentality, this passion gospel is not for them. In line after line, Mark's original communities were drawn into the mystery of Jesus's brutal execution. Like us, they were assembling every Sunday at the baptismal font, at the altar table, and the lectern to enflesh and participate in what they understood as Jesus' ongoing presence in the world. The word made fresh, as my friend Marcus calls the Christian vocation. And instead of waxing prosaic about the meaning of the crucifixion, the narrator is concerned with the humanity of the crucifixion, the people, the times of day and circumstances that led and were touched by the crucified God. One of Christianity's great challenges, much like other religions and communities, great challenges is the making, the meaning making of suffering. Books have been written, lectures have been offered, and hearts have been broken over that daunting existential question. Mark's way of dealing with it is to neither blow it off nor over explain, but to place the spotlight squarely in the middle of history in the person of Jesus Christ. Notice the brutality of the words he chooses to describe Jesus' trial and crucifixion. In Mark, Jesus is bound, he is led away, and handed over to Pilate. He is then clothed with a purple cloak, mocking his royal claims. Then he is taken out into public in order to carry his cross. The soldiers then compel a foreign passerby, Simon of Cyrene, to carry Jesus' cross for him. And oh, the times we have found ourselves party to brutality that we'd rather not participate in. But because of circumstances out of our control, we join the procession toward another one's death. And then Jesus is crucified and breathes his last. And that is what Mark leaves us with, the brutality and unfairness of suffering at the hands of a bloodthirsty empire. What we often miss due to language, distance and language, culture and time, is the narrative's quiet critique 
of systems of domination. The way the text hints that as Jesus descends the Mount of Olives on a cult with outsiders throwing leafy branches and cloaks on his path to Jerusalem, a regal procession of the Roman provincial governor, Pontius Pilate, is occurring on the other side of town. That while imperial officers are deciding the fate of a Jewish rabbi, Committed to the way of peace and nonviolence, his mother and other loved ones are straining under the stress of uncertainty. What will happen to my son? What will happen to my loved one? What will happen to this person I've spent three years with? This is called Passion Sunday because it comes from the Greek word the Latin word, sorry, that means suffering. And this suffering unfolds because there is a credibility that God builds with humanity when God suffers with us. That no matter the cost, God in Christ is willing to suffer in order to be in solidarity with us in hospital waiting rooms, adoption service offices, and in families and communities rife with violence. That doubt, strain, and difficulty are not experiences unique to humanity, but are experiences known intimately by a God who loves us beyond measure in the person of Jesus Christ. For Jesus... Vulnerability, impoverishment, and death are God's entry points into our bruised and fragmented lives. It is God's way of saying, yes, me too.